Welcome to Red Zone DFS MLB style. Vinny, you ready for the season to kick off tomorrow? I'm so ready. Been talking about it. I'm just so fired up because, as you know, NBA is not really our jam. Baseball and football are where we're at. So now that it's back, I'm, I'm psyched. Yeah, fired up. Um, you know, we already got two games that went off the slate tomorrow. I mean, great way to start the season. That is totally MLB through and through. But guys, we're not meteorologists. So these last minute games that get uh, kicked off the schedule, make sure you're paying attention to Vinny's Twitter. He'll be on Twitter posting updates throughout the day, every single day when it comes to MLB DFS because there's so many changes, lineup changes, etc. But we're going to be putting out our pitching articles the night before. We're going to be putting out the batting articles the morning of with edits based on what's changing throughout the day. And we're going to be trying to throw out a podcast every single night and day for daily DFS content. Because we know how heavy MLB can get when it comes to statistics, lineups, projections, etc. So we want to make it as streamlined as possible for you that you can do your research in less than 10 minutes, get your lineup set up, win some money. So we're doing then- a little preview tonight on the slate tomorrow. Um, Six-game slate on DraftKings DFS. Got the game canceled. It's okay. Six-game slate. We got 12 pitchers. We're going to start with two games canceled. Two games canceled. Only one game on the slate when it comes to DraftKings. And guys, be very clear. We are going to talk DraftKings overall in this podcast. We are a DraftKings podcast. There are advantages in FanDuel that we will be talking about from time to time when it comes to pitching um, because the single pitcher versus double pitcher. But again, we will get into that. So we'll start with our DraftKings pitching at the top. High oh, our high price guy I like the most is you Darvish, ninety five hundred going against the Diamondbacks. You Darvish is a quality pitcher. I mean, he's got a little less than ten strikeouts per nine innings, and that's a that's a solid pitcher. I mean, he's not a high strikeout guy like a Scherzer or a Cole, but he is solid. And this Diamondbacks lineup, really, the only person you ever have to worry about is Kettle Marti. Like his his WRC is one sixteen. That's the highest on the team for projection. That is awful. Their whole team is around 100 to below 100 in WRC. They're, that literally means they are a below average lineup. Eight of the nine guys are below average. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. It's, a boo. it's really bad. So you Darvish at 9,500. I mean, later in the season, this kind of matchup, you're going to see you going for 11,000. So yeah. this is a great value play, even for a high price guy. I think you Darvish is great. Um, what do you think about this? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the Diamondbacks are going to contend probably for one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, you know, and this game shouldn't be any different, right? You know, we always see bad teams kind of come out of the gate super hot and then just completely fall off a cliff. Obviously, it could happen, right? But you, to your point, Darvish is legit. He's going to, you know, hopefully be able to get us that quality start, you know, because he's not a flamethrower. Yeah, and, and we'll, um, we'll see at the start of the season. I mean, all these guys are going to be on pitch counts. We're not going to see anyone do 110 pitches in game one. It just It is what it is, but it right. is going to be fair across the board. You're just looking for the guy to hopefully get you five get the win, right, get you those extra points. Um, but that's not something we're really expecting in the first couple of weeks of the season. Anyway. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think his, like, blow-up potential tomorrow is very low. You know, exactly. games, very like his, safe. His risk, you know, this is, like, kind of the cash game. You know, if you were to do it, I mean, you can absolutely play him in tournaments, but I think he's the safest one on the board, hence his price, you know. Yeah. All right, yeah, moving down to the next high-price guy. It's Max Freed. Um, he's 9,000 on DraftKings. This is – too high for Max Freed. I am 100% on that. He's going to be an 8,200 price pitcher throughout the season. Now, the reason I like this so much is because he's going against a Reds team that is literally in full fire sale. The only player that they have left on their team really is Joey Votto. They got Jonathan India as well. 
literally Jonathan India is probably getting traded at the all-star break and Joey Votto is on the team literally to sell jerseys at this point. Yeah. They are in full tank mode. They've lost everyone via trade. It wasn't even free agency. It was totally on purpose. This Reds team is going to be really bad. Their lineup is really below average with not that much power. So yeah. Max Fried is in a sweet spot. I think he's actually priced exactly where you should be for this game. Because he's got he's got a low strikeout potential. He's around the eight strikeouts per nine innings. You know, yeah. but you're hoping he has a high floor, knowing that the Reds aren't going to put up a lot of runs. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I'm not a max free guy, but to your point, yeah, the, Red, the Reds are in really bad, you know, really bad ways here. The only guy that really would scare me, you know, on the roster outside of Votto is Mustakas, and he's a lefty, right? So yeah, I think both of those guys, like they're just in a really bad situation tomorrow. So I'm with you. Another safe play. Yeah, and even Moose, right? Like he's gonna get his home runs, but he's not this quality player. You know, yeah. he doesn't have a high WRC. He's not getting on base. He's not converting RBIs. You know, he's gonna get your random bombs, which is gonna be great on the other side of DraftKings. But you know, I'm not gonna fade a pitcher because of a guy like that. Yep. Um, no going down to our mid price. I mean, Shane Bieber. We talked about this earlier in the week. Shane Bieber is way too low. I'm I'm assuming that this is because the Royals have been just tearing the cover off the ball in spring training, but yeah. the Royals don't have a good lineup, right? I mean, they're okay. I mean, they're just young, right? Like they're they they they're relying on speed, right? They're relying yeah. on their they're playing their own game. They want to move guys around the bases and get those runs in, but I don't see them hitting doubles and home runs and really pushing you know Bieber out of the game in the second inning. Um, yeah. Bieber I mean, what, has a what, what, very high strikeout rate as well, right? Ten and a half to eleven strikeouts per nine innings. Yeah, he's probably my favorite tournament pitcher tomorrow, just because, like you said, his upside is massive. When he's healthy, he's a top five to ten pitcher in the league, um, no doubt about it. So to be the third highest priced pitcher and twelve hundred less than you, yeah, I think it's pretty risk free. And yeah, I think the the Rose will be all right. You know, like that Bobby Witt Junior's up. You know, their top prospect, but. This kid's first a game. He's got to go against Shane Bieber. Like that's a pretty tough ass for this kid. So yeah, yeah I love. And him you know, their best player is Whit Merrifield, right? He's a great ball player. I mean, I love to have him like on my team to be a two hitter, like a seven hitter. Like he's a great compliment. But again, he's not a guy that you're fading. You're not fading a pitcher because of a guy like Whit Merrifield. You know, right. and he's he's their he's their best player on their team. Yeah. So I think Shane Bieber does have a high um, high floor. Also has a high ceiling, 8,300. It's great. I'm a little bit scared of him not getting the win because he doesn't have a great supporting cast over there with the, <laughs> the Guardians. Uh, but again, that's probably why he's down to 8,300 and not up in the 9K range. Yeah. So again, I do think his price is fair. Um, going to the low priced. Um, I got two guys in the low price and we finished with pitching. Um, Shohei Otani, 7K, going against the Astros. I mean, Astros my, are going to have that lingering effect on people that they've been dominating for the last decade, it feels like. Yeah. But their team is not the same team it was. Like, they do have their three guys that are yeah. absolutely solid in their lineup. You get through through, through those three guys, you're relatively safe against the Astros, I believe. Yeah. So, Otani's got nasty stuff. I'm a little bit scared they're going to limit his pitch count, like, really low. That's my but only at the fear. same time, he's not coming into the season going off an injury or anything. So, I can also see them going, you know what? We're going to ride him, and he's going to go six. Yeah, I'm with he's you. Doing and, well. and he's a guy, too, that, like, because you said he strikes guys out so much that, like, he could burn through the lineup twice and still be at, like, relatively low pitch count, you know? And they, they may limit him, but, I mean, he can get – seven eight strikeouts no problem through five innings you know what yeah. i mean like and he's and got that vegas ability. 
And Vegas has the Astros as the underdog. Um, yeah. If that's saying anything, I mean, I, I just don't think the Astros are not going to be as good as people think. They'll still be above 500. I yeah. just don't see they're not going to be that 9500 win team that's rattling off 15 runs a game. You know, they're just not that team anymore. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think they got Bregman, Tucker. You know, Alvarez is amazing. Altuve still, you know, him. But yeah. outside of that, I mean, you're going to win a championship with four guys. I think their pitching's really whack. Like, I think they, I think they take a step back for sure too. Definitely. So, um, my last guy, and this is great for DraftKings, right? Second pitcher get really low. It's Mad Bum, 5900, going against Ooh. the Padres. Now, Bumgarner is definitely not the person he was, but. There's one thing he has about him, and it's that big pitching, right? So opening day, there's a lot of fire. There's a lot of uh, intensity going on for Bumgarner on an opening day. Against rivals, right, playoffs, World Series, this is where you want to play Bum in an opening day start. I can see Bum having the literally having the highest point total tomorrow. Wow. The Padres definitely scare people, but without Fernando Tatis, that team is not the same team. And – like his WRC is up close to like 150 projected, right? Mm-hmm. All their other guys are down in that 115 or below 100 range, you know? So they're slightly above average, average or below average lineup. Their lineup does not scare me. It's their pitching that is extremely scary. Yeah. Um, so I can see Bumgarner have himself a day against the Padres where some of their best hitters are lefties in that lineup, like Cronenworth, Hosworth, Hosmer, you know, guys like that. Um, Bum can definitely get his strikeouts and have his game. And at 5,900, I'm going to be lining him up. Yeah, I like it. You know, it's funny. It's like when I was writing up kind of like my projection for tomorrow, the Padres were almost a team I picked, you know, kind of despite just because like how you started off is exactly what I wrote to stack against him, right? He's not the same guy. He's not going to be striking guys out, but he's a workhorse. He can still he can still get guys out. And yeah, man, like you can't just take possibly a top three, five best player in the league out of the middle of your lineup and just not skip a beat. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. They're going to miss Tatis, no doubt about it. So, yeah, I think they can still get to him, but I think Bumgarner can still give up three, four runs and still give you a pretty quality start tomorrow too. Absolutely. No, yeah. So I think – and then there's potential for him throwing five shutout innings, you know, so – and that would get us plenty of points and get us where we need to be. So those are my five main pitchers I'm going to be riding tomorrow in our six games that we got. Um, the other seven, I am completely fading for multiple reasons, um, whether they're going against a really strong lineup, whether I don't think their strikeout upside is high enough. They don't have control, right? They're going to get pulled from the game very early. So these are my five guys where I feel my safest going into the season with a lot of unknowns, right? There's a guys like guys are going to do a lot better than we're assuming at the start of the season. Someone like a Tim Anderson for the White Sox a few years ago, right? Yeah. It's like 20 home runs in the first 30 games of the season and then never hits a home run again. These things are going to happen. There's outliers during the season, but when it comes to safeness and play over the last few years, these five guys are my absolute favorites. So let's uh, let's move on to hitting. So Vinny is definitely on the hitting specialist side. I know these lineups very well. But when it comes to specific players, I'm going to let Vinny get into that. So yeah. do you want to start position by position here or game by game? Um, I was just going to rock right into my top stacks, but let's hit on game by game just a little bit. Um, and then I can kind of like jump out. And as far as like the teams that I'm really on tomorrow. So, okay. Um, I mean, first off Cleveland and Kansas city, um, you know, I, I, to your point, I, I, Bieber, I think is going to do his thing, right? Like I don't see this game blowing up uh, too much. Cleveland gets, you know, it's like the immovable object and the unstoppable force. Like Granky's terrible. But Cleveland yeah. is terrible too. So 
you know, you could see a few runs there, but I'm just not really projecting this one to be like a stacking option. Um, I think there's maybe, you know, if you want to pick a few guys off, one-offs versus Cranky, I think you can do that. Um, you know, Miles Straw, uh, Reyes is there, and Jose Ramirez just got paid big time. But Ramirez is way too expensive for me to play tomorrow. Um, yeah, I, I do think, though, Ramirez, he is not because of his contract. I've been thinking this just through pure projections. Um, he's going to have himself a hell of a season. But the yeah. only thing that's going to limit him is going to be like RBI potential again because of a supporting cast. Totally. But when it comes to runs created, Ramirez is one of the top in the league. He's yeah, top for, for sure. And if you're looking to take, again, a, a one or two off, like I think you can definitely take a Ramirez or Reyes, you know, because they can absolutely take Granky deep tomorrow. I think one of them probably does. Um, but it's just not a stacking situation for me um, mm-hmm. with Cleveland. They're just not good enough. And again, Kansas City, I'm not stacking versus Beaver. Um, I will definitely be playing some KC this year, but not tomorrow. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my take on game one. KC, one. I mean, this is kind of the same team that they're kind of the same exact team as they were last year, where yeah. we saw them go on these eight game runs where the they were the best hitting team in baseball. And then they would go 25 games where they were one of the worst. Like this is going to happen. And this is why with Bieber, we talked about earlier, this could happen tomorrow. Where, yeah. But I want to see what Kansas City has in this time because they are definitely a hot or a cold team. Totally. And just jumping real quick, making a quick note, because I am playing a little bit of FanDuel tomorrow. Um, Corbin Burns is on that slate, you know, in terms oh, yeah. of pitching. I'm so lock, sad he's not lock, on our, our DraftKings slate because he's the man. Lock him in. You know, I mean, 11-2, you can definitely build some really good lineups with Corbin Burns there. He's SP1. And the Cubs no are one it. of the outside of the team, like the A's, Diamondbacks. Like the yeah. Cubs have one of the worst lineups in Major League Baseball. And they're going to strike out Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, just a quick note there before uh, we move yeah, on. Yeah, he's, he's an easy surefire in FanDuel. Um, moving on to game two, you got Pittsburgh at St. Louis. Um, I mean, we'll see what the Pirates have, right? Like, I don't I, – it's hard to say they're actively tanking now because we're on, like, year four of the tank job. You know, <laughs> like, I'll give it to the A's at least. Like, they reset the board and rebuild quick. Uh, the Pirates are about a decade into their rebuild, and we're just still not quite seeing it. I know they have some young prospects that are coming up. Um, but I don't, don't know, have man. the they don't have the complete team. It kind of reminds me of where the Royals are, right? Or yeah. like even where the Nationals are, where totally, yeah, they got good players on their team, but who's going to hit them in? Like who's going to get the home runs? Who's their smasher? And like yeah. they don't have that. And I would be more than fine to play them if they were like bringing up some of their top prospects, like O'Neill Cruz and stuff. But they're they're DFAing these guys at AAA, and it's like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, yeah. you know. So I'm off the Pirates uh, for very obvious reasons. Um, St. Louis, however, is in my stack pool tomorrow. Uh, I have them. Yeah, ranked and they as- and they have the solid three, right? They have that solid three stack that we're looking for. Absolutely, yeah. They are ranked currently my number two stack tomorrow. Um, Arenado, Goldie, you got. Edmund, O'Neill, Carlson, like these DeJong, guys are going to, yeah. He's is cheap, right? He's got a lot of firepower. And I have in here, and I wrote up in my article, the second half of the year, last year, JT Brewbreaker was one of the worst pitchers in the bigs. Uh, he had a 7-5 ERA the second half after the All-Star break and was giving up almost three runs, three home runs per nine. Like, yeah, uh, he's going to, I think, get demolished tomorrow. So, yeah, you no. can even you can even have a guy depending on what the lineup is tomorrow, like a Corey Dickerson, right? That yeah. fits perfectly in that lineup where he's going to get on base and he's going to get runs, right? Maybe even a stolen base, totally. you know. And he's very cheap. So this Cardinals lineup is going to be stackable all year long. And what scares me starting the year is how high priced a lot of these guys are. Yeah, um, they're tough to get in. Um, 
But I think tomorrow's a good example of like what I kind of always talk about is like you can go like Arnado Goldie and then like skip Edmund O'Neill and just pick off a few other guys. You don't have to go one through five yeah. to stack this team with a pitcher as bad as Brewbreaker. Like you can easily throw a, a Yadier Molina in there, a DeYoung, Sosa, someone like that, and just mix it up because if they get a red, red hot inning or two, like these guys are all going to eat, you know? And so, you know, don't be afraid to go there. Um, you know, we'll wait to see kind of what chalk looks like. Uh, you know, I'm feeling some teams, you know, people are going to be on these guys, obviously, but I will be as well with the Cardinals. So yep. um, moving on. I'm not getting too team. worried about, I'm not getting too worried about chalk and everything anymore. Obviously if a guy is just, everyone's on him, that's definitely, you want to kind of, you want to be able to fade that. But at the same time, pick your guys. Your guys are the, your guys. You know? I think the one thing just to remember, like you can play chalk, but your whole lineup can't be chalky. So right. just you got to have a few guys in there that's going to throw it off and get you off and get you different. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Like if people are in an obvious spot, you know, mix it up or again, play it's the second half of the lineup, play eight, nine, one, two, three, you know, like you can get weird with it. So especially um, guys, pitchers aren't hitting this year. It's going to make stacking right. a hell of a lot easier across the league doing that nine, one, two, eight, nine, one, two stacks yep. all year long. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, all right, so let's move, uh, let's move on to the Mets and the Nationals. Um, all right, move. But my, my number one stack of the day is the Mets. Um, I think they're just in an absolute dynamite spot here. Um, Patrick Cor- Patrick Corbin's one of the worst pitchers in the league. Um, I still got you there. Or did you freeze up? Um, you froze up for a second, but you're good. Oh. Keep going. I was saying Corbin is by you know one of the worst pitchers in the league. Um, I don't know how he's starting opening day for this team. Yeah, and his strikeout uh, rate is like under eight. Like it's at like seven. It's really low. Dude, his strikeout rate's low. His fly ball to home run ratio last year was the number one worst in the in the league. So it's like you don't strike guys out and almost you know, twenty percent of your fly balls go out of the park. Like to put that into perspective, because I looked it up, I was like I had a double take. Corbin has like a six percent. Fly ball to home run. <laughs> or I'm sorry, uh, Cor- I'm sorry. Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns. Patrick Corbin is at 22% last year. It's like <laughs> unbelievable. So the Mets, you know, they've got high expectations. They didn't really live up to it last year, but I think they added some pieces to me that I think are going to make the difference with Sterling Marte, Mark Kana. Uh, um, they've got Eduardo Escobar now. Like this team, I think, is going to do some damage this year. Obviously, there's really high expectations, and Lindor should have a little bit less pressure off of him than he did last year. So, yeah, man, chalk it up for me. This is my number one stack tomorrow against Patrick. Yeah, Corbin. Lindor seeing him at that 4,600 price tag, that's not going to be for long. No. And most of these guys are going to see it just like St. Louis is. Most of these guys are going to be over 5K. I mean, Pete Alonso is not 5K. Like, that's pretty wild. Right. Um, so, get him while you can. It's a great matchup tomorrow. You know, going to the other side, I think McGill is not very good. You know, he's a, and I mean, it, we got Juan Soto. Yeah, this guy, this guy might be winning the MVP and one of the team with the worst record in the league. Totally, <laughs> and I play different positions, but if you're talking about you know where you're spending your money, like we talked about with um, Ramirez at 5600, like I'll take Juan Soto at you know 5K uh, tomorrow versus McGill. So I think the, you know, Washington's interesting. I think this game definitely, in my opinion, has the biggest shootout potential. Yes. Um, and, and so I don't mind it if you stack both sides. You've got Nelson Cruz now in the middle of that lineup who obviously can take anybody deep at any time. Um, 
you know, Josh Bell is one of those guys that's going to be boom or bust. They've got a bunch of those guys that, like, if they get going and rolling, you know, they could put some fireworks up. And we have two bad pitchers in this game. Like, what more can you ask for? So, yeah, um, I think it's a solid and, and, game. And, everyone, Juan, and Juan Soto, guys, has the the highest projected WRC, OPS. I mean, you name it across the board, he's projected to be the best player in baseball this year. So at 5K, yeah. take advantage because he's going to be over 6K all season long. Absolutely. Yep, I agree. Um, so, yeah, this game is pretty self-explanatory. My favorite overall game, and the Mets are my favorite all, overall stack tomorrow. So um, moving on to the next one, we got Cincinnati at Atlanta. We talked about Cincinnati a little bit. Um, they're very obvious tank mode, you know, just trading away guys, giving away players. You know, they traded like half of their lineup to Seattle, uh, all their good ones, all their good players. It was like, okay. Yep. Um, I and think, losing and losing Castellanos, man. I mean, he was their heart of that lineup. And, yeah, yeah, it's brutal. I feel bad for Votto, um, but you know, it is what it is. I think Tyler Molly is a pretty decent pitcher. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I I'm not gonna say Atlanta's my favorite stack tomorrow. I think he's good. However, Atlanta is in one of my top four stacks. Just simply, this team's this team's legit, man. I mean, they won the World Series last year without their best player. Uh, yeah, they lost Freddie Freeman and in my opinion, may have upgraded to Matt Olson. Uh, yeah, I mean, from a season-to-season basis, I mean, yeah, he, it could be done. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you've got Olsen, um, Albies, you got Dansby Swanson, Adam Duvall. Uh, I'm not Duvall, big into, like, I'm not big into spring training stats, but this dude is absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. And Duvall is going to be a 35 home run guy this season. Yeah. You know, and, he's going to hit a lot of shots. Totally. And they're one of the few teams, just keep in mind, too, on DraftKings, where their catchers can rake, you know, with Travis Dearno and Contreras. So if you go stacking there, like, again, cap, make the catcher part of your stack and get a little bit different. So, yeah, yeah man, I like different too, You can get different, too, throwing Austin Riley into this stack, right? Mm-hmm. I know he's still 5K, but the ownership on him is probably going to be less because the ownership's going to go other places in this lineup. So Austin yeah. Riley is also a great play. Totally. So, yeah, I mean, they're a really good team. Um, one of the best teams in the league, obviously. They're going to be pumped up tomorrow. You know, you get your World Series ceremony and stuff. That place is going to be going absolutely bonkers at home. Yeah, give me Atlanta as one of my top four stacks tomorrow. Yeah, and they got the primetime game, right? Yeah, so. no doubt. Absolutely. Uh, all right, moving on. Um, we talked about the Astros a little bit. We think there's some regression coming there. You know, they're still dangerous, right? I mean, we talked about their big guns and some of the guys that they still have there. They always feel like they're playing with a chip on the shoulder, even though they're the ones who created the chip and yeah. were the ones cheating. But that's hearsay. Um, so, yeah, I, you know. But Greg losing Minnesota, a guy like Correa is a big deal, you know? It is. He, I mean, yeah, he's starting shortstop and one of your better players. And then you forget, you know, the year before that, they lost George Springer. So you see mm-hmm. two out of the two guys out of the lineup that were dynamite, you know, and all of a sudden, like your lineup just shrinks, right? Um, again, I think Jordan Alvarez is one of the best young players in the league, same with Tucker. So you mix him with Bregman, the middle of that lineup is still tough. Um, but you know, you can pick guys off here. I don't mind that because I think they're gonna be low owned going against Otani. No one's gonna like stack Houston tomorrow, I don't think. Um, so it is a sneaky stack spot, but I have my contrarian sneaky stack on the other side of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't know why, but I'm just kind of a mark right now for the Angels. I just think there's something there. Like, they just can never stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at the team, dude, and it's like, you know, Trout, Rendon, 
Wall, Stassi, you know, get Joe Adele coming up. Like, oh, yeah, they, Joe Adele can have himself a good second season. Yeah. David Fletcher's a good second baseman. Like, they've, they've got four, five, six guys deep in that lineup that are pretty damn good, you know, and that's not even talking about Otani, right? Like, yeah. you have him to lead off, I think, tomorrow. So, well, you have to remember, too, Fran, um, what's his name, the pitcher on the Astros? Uh, Fran, <laughs> Fran, Fran, yeah, Framer Valdez. Um, so he's a lefty, right? The Angels' best hitters in their lineup are righties. Mm-hmm. And Framer walks a lot of people. That's his yeah. downside. He's got high strikeout upside, but he walks a lot of people, which can create some big blow-up innings. Um, yep. And I, I believe that can happen tomorrow, especially a first game. You know, you're still shaking the cobwebs off, and you have walk problems already. Like, yeah. this could be a big problem for uh, Fran Mill tomorrow. Big time. Yeah, the only negative to this one is if you – because Otani is pitching, you lose his bat in, in any kind of lineups and stacking, which sucks. You know, you but with this, really good. But with this there. new DH rule, right, as soon as he comes out as pitcher – He's probably going to be switching right to DH. No, no, no. What I'm saying is you can't play him on DraftKings in the field. Right. So that sucks. But, um, you know, you'll get him the other five, six days of the week, you know. But as far as tomorrow goes, again, I'm still on the Angels a little bit just because I think they can, you know, kind of shoot some lightning out of you nowhere. Um, But, yeah. Yep. All Um, right. Moving on to San Diego. Yeah, man. I mean, last one. You talked about you being one of your favorite players tomorrow. Yeah, I have no interest in stacking Arizona, although they do have a guy named Seth Beer, which sounds kind of cool. <laughs> I may pick one or two lineups off with him only because of the name. Uh, outside of that, I really don't have interest in anybody over there. Um, yeah. Keep things simple there. Yeah, man. I mean, I will have bits and pieces of San Diego just because, again, I think Bumgarner's best days are behind him. However, you know, he can still get you the quality start and you can still have a few guys get to him, right? Like, yeah. um, Will Myers, I think, has really good BVP versus him. Will, Will Myers not only has good BVP versus him, but Will Myers is a great beginning of the season player. Yeah. Right. Like, sure. he tears it up when the season starts. And then when we get to the dog days of summer, all of a sudden we wonder where the hell he went. Totally. Um, but Will Myers, you literally in the beginning of the season, is always going off. Yeah. Home runs, you know. So. Yeah, Will I, Myers is a great play, righty versus lefty. I think you got that. I think another really good play tomorrow potentially can be Luke Voigt. Um, they're going to plug him in, in the middle of that lineup. Um, you know, he's got a little bit of something to prove after the Yankees ship him out of town. Another huge power guy, right? You know, and but Bumgarner serves something up like it's go- it's it's going to be way gone. Um, and then you got Machado, Cronworth's a good player, Grisham. So, you know, you can stack it if you want. It's not one of my favorites, but I think you could go there for sure. Uh, but I prefer to pick off a few guys, to be honest. Okay. All right. Now, just uh, in review, kind of uh, go over your favorite stacks real quick. Yeah. So ranking in order as of now, I have the Mets, I have the Cardinals, I have the Braves, and my contrarian is the Angels for tomorrow. Those are my top four. Perfect. And then pitchers, guys, we got you, Darvish, Max Freed, Shane Bieber, Shohei Otani, and Mad Bum. Yep. That's All right. It. Let's kick off so, the season, right? Hope you guys can get some money tomorrow. Start off the season, get that bankroll up. Um, 162 game season, you know, with over probably 200 days of baseball. So uh, <laughs> don't burn the bankroll tomorrow. Don't, don't, don't burn the bankroll, but let's uh, let's try to pump that baby up for the season. Yeah, no doubt. All right, guys. Good luck. Thanks for uh, listening, and it's good to be back. Later.